so much good fellow that you just didn't want it to end. You knew that it had to end. Amen. But we have been called to be God's light. Let's go to Mark, the, uh, the ninth chapter. Are you there? Mark the ninth chapter, verse number 50. Say amen when you have it. And I'm reading it from the God's Words translation. It says this, If salt is good, but if salt loses its taste, how will you restore its flavor? Have salt within you and live peace with one another. See, when we got the right amount of, of salt inside of us, and this salt is representing Christ here, amen, amen, uh, um, we will have peace and we'll be able to live with one another. But if salt loses its flavor, how do you restore it? Many of us, we don't like to cook without salt, do we? Amen. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And he should be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Come worship with us. Enter the elevation of faith, church of the living God. 1279 Pickin' Road, Leesville, Louisiana. Where God is first and people are always. Welcome to the Living Your Destiny broadcast with Dr. John Barton, bringing you the Word of God with simplicity and revelation. Now, let's join Dr. Barton for today's message. Never do the will of God. I don't care how much you want to do the will of God. You can never do the will of God if you don't have a kingdom mindset. If your life is all about confusion and division, if you're coming to church, is all about just to see what's going on or just to spectate, you really don't have a kingdom mindset. But when the kingdom comes on the inside of you, you're not even worried about who's here. Glory to God. You're not worried about what she said and what they said and what he said and what she's wearing and, and getting distracted. I don't know what, the, you know, you know. We get distracted very easily. No, no. You need to develop a kingdom mindset so that you can focus on accomplishing what God wants us to do in his kingdom. But the kingdom has to come in you before you can really accomplish what the kingdom of God has been set out to accomplish. Amen. So go to um, Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 1. Let's revisit this. I really need you to look at Acts 1. I know I, I, I really... Go back to it from time to time. But it's just something about Acts 1 that we really need to get. Acts chapter 1. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look at verse 1. The former treatise have I made, O Theophilus. Now the, the author of Acts, many people don't know, the author of Acts is the physician Luke. Luke was one of the disciples. Or he was a follower of Christ. And he's writing uh, the book of Acts to Theophilus, who is also a disciple. And he wants to know everything there is about Jesus and about his kingdom. And so Luke, 
the, the physician is writing to Theophilus of all, verse 1, that Jesus began both to what? To do and now watch this. Everything Jesus began to do and to teach. There was something that Jesus did and there was something that he taught. But notice what came first. The doing. Because Jesus never taught anything that he did not do first. See, we have a lot of people teaching stuff that they're not doing. See, I will never bring to this pulpit something I'm not doing myself. Come on, somebody lost my crowd. We got many teachers. Many people want to tell people what to do. But until you can do it yourself, you are not qualified to teach somebody else. The Bible says Jesus began to do it first. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He demonstrated first and then he taught from his example. Are you getting this? So of all that Jesus began both to do and teach, verse 2, until the day in which he was taken up after that he, through the Holy Ghost, had given commandment unto the apostles whom he had chosen. Now, I shared this with you Tuesday night. Jesus, after his resurrection, is going to spend how many days with his disciples? Forty days with his disciples. He said, before I go back to heaven, I want to, I want to spend some time with my boys. There's 40 days. Now, how many of you know if Jesus wanted to spend 40 days with you, you wouldn't make an excuse, well, Jesus, I got to go to work. I got to go fishing. You know, I got to go collect the taxes because, you know, my, the, the rent's due and light bill due, telephone disconnect. You know, you got to pay, pay for the bills for the kids and all that. When, if Jesus said, I'm going to be here just for 40 days and there's something I want to impart into you, would, wouldn't you make the time to be with Jesus? And wouldn't you want to know exactly what he wants to talk about in these 40 days? So I, I shared Tuesday, you, you only remember the person's last word that he told you, that he or she told you. It's the last thing that a person says that will really be on your mind the most. So when Jesus was on the earth for 40 days with his disciples, what exactly did he share with them? Let's look at verse 3. To whom... Also, he showed himself alive. How I many of you know Jesus is alive? Yes. After his passion, by many infallible proofs, being seen of them 40 days, and speaking, <laughs> and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. So I asked a very important question. What should be the church's message? Not about baptisms, not about doctrines, not about what you should wear, not, not about, you know, uh, uh, you know the, the, the willing to fry chicken committee and, and who, 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 come on somebody. We, sometimes we get into debates about things that are very irrelevant. For 40 days, Jesus was talking about things pertaining to the kingdom of God. And then he says in verse 4, and being assembled together with them, he commanded them. He commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, 
which said he, you have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water. But you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days since. Let me, let me just, this is just a footnote here. When you read the book of Acts, and when you see baptized, they were baptized. Don't immediately think water. Think Holy Ghost. Mama, 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 mama. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Because what, why? Why am I telling you this? Because of what Jesus said. Because of what Jesus said. See, it doesn't matter what kind of, what kind of verse. We, we, everything must be based upon what Jesus said. So if Paul or Peter is going to say anything, it's going to be first based on what he said. He said John the Baptist ministry was of water. But, oh, that eliminates John's ministry. You shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So he says in verse 6. Or the writer Luke says, when therefore, when they were therefore come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, will thou at this time restore again the kingdom of Israel? Again, they're thinking politically. They're thinking politically. Get Tuesday night's message. And he said unto them, it is not for you to know the times of the seasons which the father had put in his own power, but you shall receive power. Everyone say power. power. Everyone say power. power. Everyone say it like you believe it. Power. You shall receive what? Power. You shall receive what? Power. power. That's what I want to focus on today. I want to focus on that today. You shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. You shall receive power. Power. I want to talk to you. Today's message is about living by the power. Go ahead and write that down. Living by the power. Living by the power. Jesus said, you shall receive power. Power. Now, the question is, how do we acquire the power? And what is the power? And I gave it to you in a nutshell. The power of God enables us to live for God's kingdom. The power of God helps us to understand, amen, who we are in the kingdom what we have a right to in the kingdom, and what God has called us to do in the kingdom. That's what the power of God is for, amen? It is the power of God that enables us to do and to teach. If Jesus was with them for 40 days doing and teaching, it is the power of God, amen, that enables us to do and to teach. I can't do anything in the kingdom without the power of God. I can't teach anything in the kingdom. I don't care how intellectual or how eloquent it sounds. Come on. If it has no power connected to it, it's empty words. That's why Paul said, I didn't come to you, amen, with eloquency of speech. But I came to you in power and demonstration of God. Bump 
up somebody and say, get this message in your spirit. I'm about to get down there and slap somebody today. <laughs> Glory to God. It is the power of God that enables me to do what I'm doing right here. You can't imitate this. You can't duplicate this. It's the power of God. It's the power. It's the power. It's the power. So in the life of the believer, if, are you a believer? Yeah. It is the role, he's telling you, here's the, here's the role of the Holy Spirit. The role of the Holy Spirit is to empower us to live out the principles of God's word. And it is the Holy Spirit's job, empower, he, he empowers us to do what God has anointed and equipped and called us to do. But how do you acquire that power? First of all, before you acquire the power, you have to understand the purpose for the power. You are filled with power for a purpose. Glory to God. Remember, God is the most resourceful person there is. I don't care how much you beg and plead and ask God to anoint you. He will not anoint you if you won't do anything with that anointing. God, give me a gift. God, give me a talent. God, give me this. God will not waste his gifts or his blessings on people that will not do anything with what he gave them. There's a purpose for that power. There's a purpose for the anointing. Come on. There's a purpose for the empowerment. And notice, in a nutshell, you are filled with power for a purpose. What is that purpose? I want you to write it down. And I want you to get it in your spirit. And I want you to keep speaking it every single day. My purpose is to advance the kingdom. My purpose is to advance the kingdom. Whether you do it through your music gift, whether you do it through your singing gift, whether you do it through your teaching gift, whether you do it through your preaching gift, or through your, your gift of encouragement, or comfort, or consolation, whether you do it through your business, whether you do it through training up your children, ultimately our purpose is to advance Remember, the kingdom of God is about God's establishment of his purpose in the earth. Come on. God wants the earth. We, we, we sang about it during worship. He wants the whole world, the whole earth to be filled with his glory. To be filled. That's, that's why he gave you that child. 